it's the worst feeling ever, but it was so fun. It's Off the Edge Podcast. Uh, we are recording here at uh, Command Center on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you. <laughs> uh, if you're just listening, yeah, we all got our Star Wars gear on, man. Uh, it's all Matt, alone. Matt, Matt is a Tuscan Raider. Uh, we have Zach Lum here. He's a... a is, is that a Snow Trooper helmet? Yep. Yeah, he, Snow Trooper. Snow Trooper. I'm already fogged up. I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have our, our special guest tonight, Alex Gott. And uh, our Alec Gott, I just already fucked up your You're name. You're good. My God, I get so that bad. all the time. It's fine. Uh, no, but... Uh, <laughs> it's and, our pal Al. <laughs> and he and I are, are uh, our, I guess, I don't know exactly. You're probably like an X-Wing pilot. Yeah, you're, yeah, Alec is Luke, and you're just a resistance pilot. Oh, I'm a resistance pilot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You're a red shirt. I'm a red shirt. Yeah. That's all right, man. Well, how are you guys doing? Happy May the 4th. Same to you. Same to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay, good. Okay. All right, all right. We're going to take this stuff off. Woo! That's pretty sweet, though. By the way, these are all Zach Lums masks. They're pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Thank you. If you want to uh, see some other of his work, then we can have Quentin bring some over that he bought off of you. Oh, yeah. Quentin's got kind of like a sub-collection of my old stuff. Did, now, did he get the... Uh, we, we were having the... Dis- I was having this discussion with him earlier. Did he get a TIE Fighter pilot helmet from you? Um, No, that wasn't me. I okay. remember... I think I remember talking to him after he ordered that, though. Well, I think... He thinks that we got it for him for Christmas, and that's certainly a possibility, but I don't remember. That either. sounds familiar. I remember at a show talking to him that like it was right after you guys maybe ordered it or he ordered it or somebody did. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of my favorite helmets. That's a cool design. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the uh, the snow version for like the the Adat pilots. Yep, yep. That's one I've always wanted to do. It's super complicated. There's all kinds of little parts and they call them greeblies. That's like the greeblies. Yep, that's mm. the term for like uh, I don't. It may just be a Star Wars thing, but it might be, it might cover like all movie props. They kind of just okay. take like little chunks of like electronics sometimes oh, okay. and yeah. just like glue them on there and yeah. make a backstory for what that little knob does. Right. And right. Awesome. Well, speaking of backstories, our guest of honor has been out on the road for, for quite a while. Um, a couple of different times. We were going to have you on here before and then yeah. you went back out on the road. Alec got got this media and uh tell us what you've been up to um well this at the beginning of the year i started working for the supercross series um something that i've been trying to do for many years and just finally got the opportunity and uh yeah i've been going to different cities setting up for the supercross races and getting experience life outside of kansas so yeah it's been yeah. it's been really good what uh what has been your road food of choice um, I've, I've tried to eat at different places and stuff, but honestly, like I've just been stuck with Chick-fil-A <laughs> and I, I mean, I hate to say that, but it's just, 
it's always easy. You, you got to have a go-to. Yeah. You know, mine's yep. probably Taco Bell, unfortunately, but I, it, it's cheap. I managed to yeah. stay away from Taco Bell on tour, but you know, these cities that we're staying in, there's so many options to yeah. eat different things. So it was pretty easy to do that, but <laughs> give us a little rundown of where all you've been last. Um, well, it's been what, uh, a month. Well, yeah, I started, well, I started this in, started the first year. Yeah, in January, uh, I went to Houston. We stayed there for two weeks then went to Indianapolis and then, uh, went to Florida and I'm trying to think, run, run a blank here. Went to Florida, then we went to Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And uh, just recently, I just got back from Salt Lake City, and it's it's been a good run. So have 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 the so you said Houston was like two weeks. Have, yep. have they all been long well, stays? Yeah, or? they've actually been uh, two weeks for each each round. Um, with COVID and everything, they usually do a different city every weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, for this season, they decided to stay in the same spot for two weeks and hold multiple races there. And that actually worked out in my favor because you get to stay a little bit longer in the city yeah. and explore on the days off. And once you have something set up, you can, you know, you don't have to set it up all over again for right. the next race. So uh that really worked out in my favor and i think next season they're planning on going back to the original style schedule and um i'm probably going to do it again but (laughs) you know well you kind of got to kind of got a warm-up yeah like most people wouldn't yeah you know um what what do the how how do the seasons run i mean what's uh it usually runs january through may for the indoor series and uh uh I'm not sure what the cities or what the locations are going to be yet, but um, yeah, it's usually it's usually uh, a race every Saturday. Yeah. So and and just January to May, they don't have like fall or summer or it's the, a, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah it, they it, go outdoors. It, yep. For yeah. the motocross series. And are these are the are they actual races? Do they do the the trick? stuff or um, combination or it's it's just uh the races are strictly supercross races they do have like a uh, fan fest area for like the the pre-show and mm-hmm. every now and then they'll have like bmx stunt riders come in or freestyle riders come in and stuff like that so it's pretty cool so now that you get your foot in the door you need to talk them into having live bands yes that'd be <laughs> awesome they they have had live bands in the pit area i uh, imagine for, I mean, yeah opportunity so so what what does uh like a typical day um for you look like um uh, d- you know working with them it's it i mean it, it changes but a lot of the time um just like helping set up for the races i'm hanging banners and there are a few days where i was helping build the structures like the manager's tower and finish line stuff like that okay and uh I, they they called me a hybrid because they just put me everywhere and I was just like trying to help out as much as I can. So a, the, uh, the the nice nice term for you get to do the grunt work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've accepted that, yeah, but yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So how's uh, obviously you just got back yesterday or was it last night? Yep. Yeah. How's how's the recovery going? It, it's going okay. I yeah. was pretty stressed out yesterday. Um, had my flight was supposed to take off at like eight thirty five, I think, 
and uh, I missed it by like 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, like I've never experienced that before. And I was like, ah, well, I'm going to have to fork over some more money and all that, which they pay for the flights back home and everything. So I thought I was going to have to pay for this flight. And luckily I went up to the desk and just told the lady and she had me a new flight in 10 minutes and I was like, here you go. And just print it off. And it's oh, like, All right. sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it worked out because, uh, the next flight that I was on, the guy that just won the championship, I, I know his family through working with them with video and stuff. And, uh, his dad was actually right in front of me on the plane. So I got to talk to him about him winning the championship and stuff. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, uh, I've only had one instance I, I, on my way home, um, from, from Irving or not Irving, Irvine, California, um, stopped in Phoenix and, and a dust storm came in oh, so wow. it grounded everything. And I'm like, holy shit, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> so get comfortable. It, it, it's like nine thirty at night and, uh, they, they weren't going to do anything until the next day. Um, and so it was like, okay, well, I have to wake up my boss and find a hotel. And then uh, I didn't get out of there until like four o'clock the next afternoon. And just and most of that, you know, you got to check out by noon. Yeah. And so I was just sitting at the airport waiting. It yeah. kind of sucked. And I don't like flying anyway. So that, that didn't help anything. But it was pretty cool because um, at that airport, you know, all all the airports have you know all the great big glass windows and everything like oh, yeah. that, and you could totally see that dust storm blow in. Oh man, that was really kind of cool. That was kind of cool, kind of scary, but kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to make it on time, but um, once I got to security, I usually just have to take out my camera and my big lens and you know this, laptop. This time they did the cavity. They search, wanted they? everything, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got What's through your sign. I, I got all my electronics out and got through that. And then, uh, you have to go through that one thing where you stand, stand there or whatever. And they did the scan and they said they found or they saw some metal or whatever, like right in my knee. For some reason, every time I go to these, uh, airports, it's Tulsa and just now Fe- or just now, uh, Salt Lake. But they said they spotted something on my knee. And I'm mm. Like never had surgery or anything like that. So it's like childhood accident. You got some. <laughs> I guess. In there. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I really. There's all these like documentaries about this. Uh, it was like a kid, and he's in a lot of them, and he has this like chunk of metal in his leg uh-huh. that they found doing some type of like X-ray or whatever, and uh, they did a test on it, and they can't figure out what it is. It's like not earthly elements. Or that's what they're what? saying in this documentary. So I hope to hell that's what he has. <laughs> yeah. I hope he has oh, something. Man. Just Maybe nuts. you were probed. <laughs> yeah. Well, something's going I, on. I, I tell you what. Aliens if, came down and embedded some crazy if, alloy into your if, knee. If anybody starts talking to you about an MRI, get an x-ray first. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, <laughs> if there is metal in there, it will be removed. Oh, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Big spinning magnet will just suck it right out of your yeah. leg. <laughs> I don't imagine that would be very pleasant. No, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'm surprised that's and, not like a scene yeah. in, in like a horror movie or something. I, th- I think it's been in horror movies. Has it? Yeah, I can't think of any right off right off the top of my head. head. It seems like it was, seems like maybe a maybe a Final Destination thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There's Seems like it would fit right in with something like that. Yeah, it's got to be There's been something. something with MRI. Yeah. Hmm. Some dude's head explodes or something. I can't remember. 
There's so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are your plans now? Um, I get a little bit of a break, a few weeks, and then I go out to do the outdoor series. And it's basically the same thing, just setting up for the races and stuff. But uh, with this series, I get to bust out my camera during the actual races and take pictures. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Because uh, this last series, I didn't get to do any camera work because I'm like also one of the safety guys. So when the race is going on and if somebody wrecks, I have to run out there and protect them and yeah. make sure everything's good. And I can you do it with one hand? You uh, run up to it. Snap, 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 oh snap. man, I wish. I I was hoping that I, I was hoping that I could at least set up like a GoPro, you know, yeah. something run out because chest rig. Or yeah, because I don't think people realize how crazy it is yeah. like during those races and. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a scary experience. <laughs> Being that close to it? Yeah, because yeah. during my interview, my boss asked me, he's like, uh, how uh, how comfortable do you feel being close to the track? And I was like, well, I'm used to running cameras and stuff, so I'm not worried about it at all. And then and they going over things about like people wrecking and stuff, like you're out there and there's bikes racing for money. So, you yeah. know, you have to be out of their way. They're not going to move over for you. They're not going to slow down. And it's it's crazy <laughs> see i think that i said i think running a camera would be would be creepier because i have a tendency to look at the screen or be in the viewfinder and there's that detachment that yeah. attachment definitely you know and it's like you know you're doing something and you're like oh shit you know i'm i'm in it you know yeah really? yeah we, ac- we actually had a photographer get hit at the first round. Uh, a rider just jumped off the side of the track and just nailed this guy. And he's he's been a photographer for a long time in the sport. And it was just one of those things when they were talking about how like we have to move the photographers back and make sure they're safe. And um, in my head, I was thinking, like, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, he knows what spots he shouldn't be in and all that. And then... I hear on the radio, hey, this guy just got wiped out and yeah. he's laying on the ground. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So. Another thing like that, and not to go off on a tangent, but um, like golf. I'm surprised that, that spectators don't get beamed with oh, golf yeah. balls all the time. Yes, they're right there. <laughs> that, would, that would make me and so I, nervous. <laughs> yeah, if it was me hitting a ball, like... I can be pointing that way and the ball can go that way. Oh, like, yeah. I know it's a different thing. Like they're pro golfers, but right. But man, shots uh, get away from anybody. It's, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Um, same with, I mean, these are professional, you know, uh, r- uh drivers, writers, yeah. you know, the proper yeah. ter- terminology, but, um, yeah, I, I'm sure just one small little error. Yeah. That's all it takes or a poor, you know, condition on the track or whatever yeah. yeah that's the crazy thing about motocross is like both of us used to race uh atv motocross so we kind of did a similar thing but on four wheelers and the track is dirt so it's constantly changing every yeah. lap so you can come around one lap and there's a giant rock that just somebody <laughs> popped out of the ground like mm-hmm. there's variables like that that make it and the ruts are changing it's just sure it's always kind of i would so much rather do it on a bike than a quad just, I'm kind of. I, I feel like there's more control. You have you, your center of gravity. The times I've been on, on on a quad, it just, you know, on on two wheels, it's like everything you do, it does. You know, I mean, there's yeah. no. There's times where you're on a quad where the quad does things, and it's like you can't lean and pull it back type. 
you know, it's just, yeah, it's a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. It helps having like a quad that's set up specifically for that too. Yeah. That's a big, Mm. cause they're a lot lower and just suspensions a lot. It's a lot different than your typical, like off the showroom four wheeler. Yeah. So you you guys have a lot of fun. Three wheelers. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys got, got into that, into that stuff like pretty young and kind of been into it yeah all grown up i yeah. got a i got a four-wheeler when i was i think three almost four wow and then i switched to dirt bikes until i was probably 15 somewhere around there and then i started racing quads okay so. i i think i got my first four-wheeler when i was 12 maybe but growing up around him you know i was able to ride one of their quads and stuff like that but uh just watching him have all that fun, I was like, "Yeah, I got to get something like this too." So, <laughs> I remember uh, when when Quentin, I think Quentin was ten, so that would have been Colby around five six. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got them uh, one of the little little fifty cc quads, right? Yep. Um, and you know, I remember Quentin being real conservative and everything. And Colby gets on it. He's like, <laughs> and of course he, we're out in the field, and he he turns too hard, and he rolls it, and he comes <laughs> off of it, and you know I'm just, you know, he's like six, like I said, you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm just running, hauling ass after him just to find out, and he gets up and he's, that was awesome, <laughs> like, oh my God. like hoping that it scared him and it did the opposite. No, no, he absolutely loved it. That's... I think what scared them both was when when his mom when their when their mom wrecked and oh, knocked her wrecked. head pretty good. Ooh. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean they always wore a helmet. Yeah. She was just taking it around the yard and lost it on some gravel and just happened to be right by the side road which was asphalt and she bonked. Oh, no. Yeah. Bonked her head. Got a little rattle. Hmm. Man. So wear your helmet, uh, kids. Yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely wear your helmet. I, I see people riding them like around we have, we live away out so we have gravel roads and stuff and i see people just flying without a helmet i'm like man just please put a helmet on guilty yeah. I was a kid, man. <laughs> yeah i mean they got me the helmet but the helmet didn't always come with me I- <laughs> and and you know when i when i was a teen it was you know it, it was before i could even drive right so but i was really close to the edge of town so i just scoot out to the gravel roads you know and just ride all over the country and and you know a, a little 125 can get up to 70 on gravel roads and <laughs> without a helmet and i'm like you got enough room how the hell am i alive you know <laughs> yeah uh, but i remember coming home at night and uh that's when you really know that you should be wearing a helmet because you just start getting pelted by the bugs bugs yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's like that scene in dumb and dumber <laughs> pulling them out it's a true story. Oh, nasty. Zach, what have you been up to lately, man? Um, working. Working. It's pretty much been working it. for the man. God it's damn. not. It's my fault. It's not his fault. But it's kind of. It does when he leaves. It kind of. It does kind of fall on me, kind of to just keep things going. So, oh. but I don't mind it. I'm. I would. I enjoy doing it. I'm happy that he's out doing things like that. So, yeah, that's you, awesome. You got a little kit set up out there, don't you? At the mini storage? Yeah. Yeah, kind of one of those little like 
DW practice pad kits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool for like 10 minutes and then uh, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you need to get one of those. I need one of those so yeah. badly. Put that in. Just keep it in the office. You know, get yeah. rid of the desk. <laughs> yep. You don't just, need a chair. Yeah. One just, of those just is the, essentials. Just the, the electric kit over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of fun. It is fun. But um, that's cool. Just to remind people... Uh, Zach Lum has been on the podcast before a couple times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, drummer for uh, Tracy and the Time Travelers. Yep. And, of course, your other project. Um, God dang it, man. <laughs> I am, totally I, I'm totally space Flosion. Yeah, Flosion. It's been so, no, it's been so long since I've seen you guys play. Yeah. It's, I'm just like. That oh last time God. was Pittsburgh when yeah, you, when you yeah. guys played, yeah. That was the last I'm, one. I'm having a moment tonight. I'm, I mean, I'm like a kind of a space cadet, so I apologize, guys. Uh, no problem. Like, uh, anyways, um, fantastic drummer. Thank Check you. out the previous episodes. You can do a deep dive on Zach and all his projects, but I'm glad you... So uh, you did have a, a gig the couple. other night, a couple gigs with uh, Tracy, yeah. right? Yeah. It was... The, the first one was at the brewery here in town. And we weren't really expecting much and they didn't know, they didn't even know like where they would put us to play. And mm-hmm. like Tracy and Alex went the day before and kind of scoped out and decided we we're just going to play on the patio. And we just have really good friends. So like, it's kind of, we don't have to worry about nobody being there, which is right. way different than our metal bands because sometimes <laughs> there is nobody there. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. but yeah, it's we just have really good friends and family. So it's always there's always somebody there. And everybody we kinda <clears throat> we decided it's like the COVID stuff and everything, like businesses like that probably aren't doing great. So we'll just play for free and hope that they sell some beer. And yeah. They did. So they were they were really happy and we had fun. So Yeah. I, out. I, I made it through all of their different selection of brews that <laughs> yeah. i had a couple I, I sampled every one of them yeah. nice yeah but that's a cool place i don't think i'd ever really been there for more than a couple minutes before that hmm. yeah we hmm. went there once uh zach's brother jake showed up to practice one night and was like hey let's go down and, and i don't know we were down there for like an hour yeah <laughs> and then we came back and tried to play <laughs> which i mean we played good because we didn't care yeah. yeah, just right. loose, you loosen I mean, it up. Whether whether or not it was actually good, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it was a good time. But uh, we've been talking about getting getting uh, indie indie brew works in here. Yeah, and, uh, I'd like to do that. So shout to out to, to those guys. Yeah, they're good people. Really Come good people. Yep. Awesome. Oh, looking forward to uh, Niwala. Hopefully, that'll help help them catch yeah. up because they've. <laughs> Man, they've had adversity from day oh, one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, getting everything lined up just to open up and then COVID. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I'm impressed yeah. that they're still, that they're still open. They're still doing it. Yeah. And, uh, that's people around town, like they have events on certain nights. They've got like a trivia night and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to several people that like look forward to that every week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm, it's really heartening to see that they're doing well. Yeah. So other than uh, Flosion, Tracy and the Time Travelers, 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 everybody check out Got This Media. Yeah. 
And uh, definitely check out the different uh, year-end recap videos. (laughs) Those are everybody's favorites. Yeah, I I really need to put something else together. The ideas are rolling, but I just haven't had time to really do any filming or anything like that. But I've been I've been trying to you know mark it down. Like if I come up with an idea, just like all right, got to remember this because we got to do this. But use the notepad in your phone. Yep. Yep. So or the voice recorder. You know, whatever is just notate it. Yeah. But uh, Alec is also a stunt man. Yeah. Try to be. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this. Well, he's his own stunt man. I, I figure <laughs> if I need stunts, then I'm going to call him and see if he's willing to do it. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's, I'll probably there's shit pay. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be willing to do it. So. <laughs> what the la- was it the last one you got hit by my old car? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Our friend hit him with my old car. The one before that, you jumped out of a moving, moving, uh, moving, moving trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And that was <laughs> it was my boss's trailer, and I just happened to text him one day. I'm like, hey, I can we do this real quick? And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like I I kind of got this idea where I'm jumping out of your moving trailer, and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. See, that's, so, that, that make is, sure you're going at least 40. Yeah. That, that's the beauty of the, of the Midwest. Because anywhere else, it'd be like, uh, do you got like a waiver or something that you could sign? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Midwest is like, hold my beer. Yeah. yeah hold my beer mentality for sure. Don't die. <laughs> we picked the side road for it. And I just remember thinking like, oh, it's, you know, just little pasture. It's fine. Well, by the time I... Uh, got in the trailer and everything started moving i'm like man he's actually moving pretty fast like i didn't you know i told him just to go like oh go like 10 miles an hour or 15 miles an hour that's a lot that's still pretty fast that's when so- you're sitting there about to jump out and uh when i jumped out there was like one of those electrical boxes and i, I missed it thank god oh, but goodness, i started yeah. like i landed and when i when i landed my knee hit and i just kind of did like a little roll with it and uh after i was kind of scoping out the area that i jumped out and like i didn't realize it but the sidewalk there was just grass growing over the sidewalk so it was just concrete so mm. i pretty much my knee landed on concrete and i just did like a oh, roll goodness. but i had such a rush just doing that right. i was just like oh yeah i was pumped up ready to go and then <laughs> later in the day you know limping back into work but <laughs> I, I imagine that's why my knees are messed up because there was a lot of shit like that when i was a kid I remember jumping in a, we had a big bonfire out in a pasture somewhere and we were all riding in the back of the truck and somebody said, well, hey, would you hop out? Yeah, I'll hop out. You know, and hell, that was probably 10, 15 miles an hour. Yeah. But you know what? You were not moving that fast when you hit that ground. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the, the inertia just carries you straight forward. <laughs> I know when I was a kid, it was always like, who can jump off the highest thing? Yep. You know? Oh, the swing sets at the at the grade school, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I swear to God, I could fly back then, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm paying for it now. Yeah, we were we were super into pro wrestling for so many years, and my dad actually built us. It's small, but he built us like a full ring with like Whoa. with turnbuckles and cable ropes, and we built like a replica of a WCW ring, and so. I don't know how many years we did that, but oh man, it was it was quite a few years. We beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> and we, and, I mean, it was fun because uh, it was, seemed like every family event we'd have out there. But 
like Zach and I would always look at each other like time to have a match it's like yep. yeah so we'd get the family and they'd all <laughs> go to the barn and uh we'd put on matches and stuff and then it got to be like fourth of July my dad would bring his buddies and they'd all be hammered you know watching and they didn't know what to expect so they get right. up there and there's a, a legit ring up there and Zach and I are beating the hell out of each other and they <laughs> you know they loved it so yeah <laughs> They'd be cheering, and then Grandma would be like, no, no, stop. She'd be crying, <laughs> and Grandpa would be making fun of her. And, and that's actually, once once EC. I don't know if you know anything about wrestling, but once ECW got popular, like the really hardcore stuff, they yeah. started using thumbtacks a lot. Yeah. And so, like, we started using thumbtacks no. and, like, yeah. slamming each other on thumbtacks. So uh. that is what I think is in his knee. Yeah, it could I, be. Probably. I, I think it's a chunk Full circle of here. So, yeah, to bring it back, oh, I, think, I think there's a little chunk of thumbtack in there. God, I wish I there. had a stud finder here, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see yeah. find it. But, yeah, uh, actually, would, I think my dad has one of the, one of the, so it's like big, it's like a big square, but you, you pass boards through it so you can find broke off nails. Oh, or screws wow. Oh, yeah. So it actually picks up metal and not just... There you you know, go. Density, but mm. put your leg through there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We the the ring was in uh, my grandpa's hayloft, and there's like rafters up there. So we would we jump would off. jump off those. We'd jump out of the ring onto the floor. My grandpa had a stack of plywood, probably I don't know, like thirty sheets of plywood. And by the time we got done, I didn't want to take all of it because I knew like, okay, if he sees just an empty pallet with no wood, he's gonna know we took them. So it got down to like three pieces. I was like, okay, we need to stop stealing these. <laughs> but yeah, this is like a weekly thing. Like we would just, you know, what sucks is that you guys stuff. were 20 years ahead of your time. You know, if you had the camera phones, if we and had that, like, you'd, yeah. you would be making money on YouTube. Yep. Yep. I think about that. I watch that, that super human guy all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this shit. Just for all the juggalos and juggalettes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it sucks. All that stuff that, that all that stupid shit that we used to do, we did for free. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I feel really bad for my little brother because I'm I'm like four a little over four years older than my brother and we'd watch wrestling and I'd have to try out every move on him. And he was too <laughs> yeah. little to like stop me. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's how it was at the beginning, probably. Yeah. But we started kind of getting I just stayed the same height, and now like just kept going. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I mean, but you had that low center of gravity. Yeah, you're like, I was just the thick little guy. <laughs> yeah, Zach was a strong guy. He was able to pick me up and throw me, you know, everywhere. And I'd try to pick him up, and was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. So I was the one usually taking the slams quite often. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a guy from Coffeeville. Um, he goes by Bull Schmidt. That's like his wrestling name. Yeah. And he wrestled. Um, he wrestled in Japan, wrestled all over, and he wrestled the Flosion, our band, is named after the finishing move of uh, Masawa, this wrestler from Japan who passed away. His finisher was the Emerald Flosion, so we took <laughs> we took Flosion from that, and wow. this, this guy from Coffeeville wrestled him, so wow. he, uh, he would come out here and there and like kind of help us with pointers and... He's such a good dude. Like yeah. he would, he taught us to lock up and I like, I went for him with my head down and he kind of pushed me back and he's like, if your head's down like that, you're going to hit my lip 
and I'm going to start bleeding. And if I start bleeding off a stupid move like that, I'm going to hit you in your face. (laughs) Like, Like he was, he was kind of showing us like how, like everybody gives wrestling shit for being fake, but he was like telling us like, you have to protect yourself and like, it's not, it's not fake. Like you can get really hurt. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't think anybody ever doubted the, the physicality. It's like, you know, it's the story. It's the the, the soap opera, the man, the man soap opera of it all. Um, and you know, I, I, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but I, I think matches are, are preordained, you know, yeah. I think they're somewhat choreographed, yep. but yeah, I mean, like yep. you say, you fuck up and you piss somebody off, then it, it changes the ball game, you know? So. Yeah. We would throw each other around and kind of, we like, we did it so much that we had everything down to where we'd protect each other, but we knew what we were in for. And then he would come up there and I remember, and he was, he's like six, I don't know how tall he is. Six, five, six, six, six five, somewhere. somewhere. Wow. Like <laughs> getting suplexed from that height is a lot different than getting suplexed <laughs> from that height. <laughs> so like the first time and you have to, you have to really like get all your air out when you're going down. So when you hit your air is already out of you, so you can't get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. And I just like tensed up and held my breath and he dropped me and I was just sitting there like not breathing. It's oh. the worst feeling ever, but yeah. it was so fun. <laughs> So much fun. Worst feeling ever. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually the one that threw me through the table in one of my end of the year yeah. recap oh, videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like later on, I I just hit him up with a random message. I was like, hey, man, like uh, I got this idea. Like, how do you feel about throwing me through a table? And he's like, I'm in. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And uh, we went to uh, uh, the Yoke in Coffeeville. And I asked them about it. I was like, hey, would you be cool if I filmed myself getting thrown through a table here? And same thing. Like, they're just like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I, I wasn't expecting a yes, but yeah, she was yeah. like, yeah, that's fine. And uh, so I happened to just show up with the table. I provided the table. And uh, I was, like, trying to get things set up. And I was, I mean, I was, I was a little nervous about it. But, I mean, there's families in there eating. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> So, like, this wasn't, like, a thing where, you know, we announced what was going on. And uh, I was like, all right, man, we can go do it in the side room. Like, I wasn't expecting there to do it in front of all those people and everything. And uh, he was like, no, we're giving them a dinner and a movie. Like, this is this is happening out here. And I was like, no, we, we can do it in the side room because I was – he's like, nope, we're doing it right here. I'm like, okay, great. And – so we kind of got it set up and I just kind of looked around like, Hey, you know, if anybody's, you know, please don't film this cause I'm going to post it in my video and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, just threw me through the table. And <laughs> there, there were a few groups of people there that, you know, they were cool with it. They thought it was hilarious, but there was a family there that was like, not, not with it. It was like, okay, let's get up and leave. And yeah. it's like, sorry guys. <laughs> but <laughs> bunch of squares. Yeah. Yeah. It's all for the show. <laughs> But, you know, going back to the, the, yeah, sure, you know, the Midwest thing, the side note is that it's like you said, you brought your own table. I'd be like, well, you're not going to break one of my tables, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's the difference. Was that grandpa's table? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, sorry, grandpa, still breaking tables. Keeping the tradition going. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Intermission. So, yeah, oh yeah. 
Yeah. So no. <laughs> we, we part of the reason we brought up uh, May the Fourth, obviously, is because it is May the Fourth. Um, but I know at least most of us at this round half round table are excited about the Bad Batch, which just started on Disney Plus. I already watched it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Dude. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Thumbs way up. Oh, that's way that's, that's All right. uh, Colby actually texted me. He said, "Oh, you got to watch it." Dude, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And I'm not even, I like I like I like Rebels and Clone Wars, mm. but I wasn't ever like super diehard into it. But I I feel like this, like I'm gonna start at the beginning and really follow along. And it was good. They show, I don't want to spoil anything, but they, it's like a very important. They show like a kind of a different point of view of a very important event. So okay. so so this is this is pre order 66. You want to know? Well, I mean, I I'm I'm assu- when you say that, I'm just assuming know, that it's order 66. So it's, it's like it's like starts pre order 66 and it, goes through order 66. It starts 66. like right at order really? 66. Really? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, this so. one was like an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was I expected it. There was a couple parts where I was like, okay, this is a cool like place to stop. Yeah. And then I paused it to I had like I had customers walking in the whole time. Okay, so watched it at work, yeah. I watched it at work. But uh yeah, then I paused it and looked up and I was only I was like thirty minutes in and it was yeah, it was over an hour. Yeah. So we get a new one Friday too. Oh really? Because it's it's going to be on Fridays. Oh cool. So, and I, I just looked to see how many episodes because you know, like the Disney Plus ones, like WandaVision was what, ten episodes? Nine, I think. Nine, nine mm-hmm. episodes, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier was six episodes. So I wasn't expecting a whole lot. Sixteen episodes. Oh wow! This runs until August. Jeez. So or till the middle of August. I, so I yeah. like when they when they release it once a week because I would I would blow right through it. I, if yeah, I, could. I, I, I I just assume binge it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have something to look forward to, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Yep, that's how it's I the feel. New episode, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Uh, you know, I've always got so many different things going on. I like it's like okay, sixteen hours, or you know, maybe the rest of them are thirty minutes. So like eight hours. All right. So this Sunday, watch it, and I'm done. You know, it's like, and then I have all the time until the next show comes out. But yeah, you know, hour thirty minutes at a time once a week. It's okay, except that we have a gig Friday. So I guess I'll watch it. At, 3 a.m. <laughs> I was say, yeah. I've got tomorrow off. I might make a little time. There you go. Oh, no, yeah. no. I'm I'm just talking about Friday's episode. I'll probably oh, yeah. I'll probably watch this one either tonight when I get home or or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool for sure. Alec, yeah. are you a Star Wars guy? I am a Star Wars fan, but uh I'm not that heavy into it now. I used to be when I was younger, mm-hmm. but uh when I get some time, I try to catch up on all this stuff. I'm, I'm actually behind on the Mandalorian, which is terrible, but I got to catch up on that. Yeah, so. yeah. Mandalorian is one of the best things that's happened to Star Wars in a long Man, time. The, the second season of that was just that's mwah. yeah, it was I, great. The second season, I thought, um, pushed a whole lot of different narratives um, without any real resolution. It did. I'm just talking more the production value oh, of it, yeah. and the budget was there. It it like yeah. it kept me like we we're saying like, is it Friday yet? God yeah. damn it! I want the new episode. <laughs> That's how I was for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, I don't don't get me wrong. I mean, Ahsoka Tana hit the screen, and I 
was like a little teenage yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That's like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not super into the Clone Wars or Rebels, but like her character, there's something about just like there's, you kind of understand like the weight of her character, even if you're not super up on the whole story. I think, yes. I mean, you watched Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You got, you got through all the seasons and everything. There, there would be like, once it got on Netflix, there mm-hmm. would be like episodes I would skip. The ones that were just like about yeah, random like stuff. trade policies and yeah. like super, <laughs> I would skip those for like the action packed ones. But I think, I think out of all of Star Wars that Ahsoka Tano is the most developed character in, in all of it, you know, cause she started as a, I think she was like 12. Yeah. So she was, was like really young. Yeah. And, and you know, she, she was, I, the, when she debuted fans hated her cause she was a, an annoying preteen, you know? Um, but everybody watched her grow up. And then I remember not knowing that she was even going to pop up in rebels and she popped up in rebels and it yeah. was a, it was a totally moment. <laughs> right. It was like, Oh my God. You know? And, yeah. uh, that man, her showdown with Vader in Rebels just, yeah, just that's, gets me every time. Yep. And then uh that's probably then, required viewing for Yeah. It. Yes. Yeah. Um when she left the order, when she left the Jedi Order in Clone Wars, that was freaking heavy. And then those last what four episodes of that last season of Clone Wars was just especially that last episode, just absolutely savage. Yeah. Yep. Oof. And then Rosario Rosario Dawson. She's a winner for me. And I think, yeah. um, you know, the thing that really gets me about that character is everything in Star Wars is so black and white. Sometimes it's like it's dark side or it's light side. It's either you straight and narrow or you are just fall off the edge into irredeemable corruption, you know. Yeah. But it's like she kind of sees the gray you know she's and you could say that Luke is has that to some degree he kind of step you know had a toe over the line of the dark side like during the Jedi you know return of the yeah. Jedi and stuff but but we got to see that with her over how it was 6 7 seasons yeah. of it so well developed yeah well and i think the, i love that aspect of I it i think the thing of her too is yes she sees the gray but she is easily well more black versus white than the Jedi or the Sith because they think that they are absolute good with their toes in, in the dark and, and vice versa, you know, whereas she's, she's, I guess it's, it's, she, she, she gets, she, uh, yeah, she sees the hubris in the, in the dogmatic approach of the Jedi and, and that it's, become stale it's become non-responsive to the ideals they're supposed to uphold i I think i think if you want to deep dive that uh do uh, look up some youtube videos on what if qui-gon jinn had survived yeah and yeah and and it 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 detail or it outlines a really plausible scenario where anakin never would have gone to the dark side because of qui-gon yeah qui-gon was the ahsoka tano before Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Which, he'll be in the Kenobi series. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Force Ghost, but 
Yeah. Liam Neeson's on board. That's, gonna be That's awesome. pretty sweet. That's nice. going to be awesome. Man, hey, Aiden Christensen's wow. in it. Yeah. So he's playing Vader. There's so uh, much good stuff. I know. I hope. I. The further we get out from like the, the, um, what do you call the trilogy after the original? What Tragedy. It? Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> heading towards. Yeah. yeah. But like, no, I, those movies, I think I just want to like Star Wars so much that I, I can still see like things I like in all of them. Sure. But I'm the, that way too. Yeah. But I think like the Mandalorian saved Star Wars for me. As a brand, right? it certainly, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I, I continue to watch the, the sequel trilogy. The sequ- I can't even say sequel. That's what <sighs> I was trying to think of. And the bad thing is, is the more I watch it, the less I like it. That's yeah. I, I can still watch the rise of Skywalker just cause I really like a couple of, I, I really like a couple of the things uh, that happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the, the final, um, uh, Snoke's throne room. Mm-hmm. the the saber battle it just looks yeah I mean, it just looks so cool there's just so many things in that that uh it's just mm, no yeah i can watch and i pick them apart every time i that's what got me when we went and saw it in the theaters mm-hmm. i was like man that was fun cool like that's pretty awesome and then I started like reading online and all these different theories and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm putting way too much thought into this. Well, and it's not even that. I mean, yeah, I guess there is a, is a little bit of extra thought, but it's just like the initial bombing run, you know, on on the dreadnought, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, yeah, Poe disobeys Leia's direct order, but seriously, every other ship does too because he turned his communications off, and then. We don't realize that we're losing all of our bombers, every single one of them. Yeah. And we're still okay with just some weird choices. Uh, yeah. I, wow. And then I think, I think as, as much fan service as the rise of Skywalker is, it's a detriment to that film because it's just course correcting everything that happened in the last Jedi. Yeah. It, it, I didn't like that actually. I yeah. wish they would have just stuck with the original vision and played it out. I think it would have gone a lot better, even yeah. if people were unhappy with that original yeah. I don't know, choice. But yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah. It's, it's just, almost like they were just like, ah, it's Star Wars. People will like it. Yeah, you know, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, that's and and I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I do to a point. Yeah. I, it's still better than the Christmas special. I have not seen that yet, dude. But it sounds like I shouldn't. I think you're. I think you're fine. Just letting that one go. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched it either. Chewie has a wife, yeah, named Lala. Lala. Yep, and a son. He has a a dad named Itchy. Yep, and then his his son. Go ahead. Is uh, I just had it. Uh, Lumpy. 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 (laughs) All right. Yeah. So you got Chewbacca, right? Very exotic name. Then you got Itchy and Lumpy. (laughs) What were they thinking? You have B. Arthur. Yes. Oh, my God. And you have Luke looking super feminine. Yeah, super pancake makeup. Yeah, it's it's like really. It's all shot with TV, broadcast cameras. So it's like they they pull shit from the film, right? 
for cutscenes and stuff like that. But then they go to like the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and it, it looks like an old episode of Soap. Do you remember that show? No. Or uh, Benson, or or mm-hmm. any of those old, yeah, old early early '80s sitcom type shows. It's just wow, wow, and. Every time Harrison Ford delivers a line, he's like, you can just see it in his face. It's like, I better get getting paid for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's painful. So painful. <laughs> I have yet to make it through. I've, I've gone on YouTube to pick out the little things like the, the, the introduction of Boba Fett is in that Christmas special. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's an animated, yeah, animated, little animated thing. Hmm. Um, so you can actually go, fi- it's like two hours. If they cut or if they leave the commercials in, it's like an hour 38 if they, they leave commercials out. But I like the one with the commercials in because it's like a lot of Star Wars toy commercials. And it's like, oh, the commercials are <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Add that. Yep. Uh, it's crazy, though. I have yeah. it on I have it on DVD, downloaded it, burned it to DVD, and I have yet to watch it all the way through. I just, <laughs> just can't do yeah, it. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube, just get those little pieces you know, and even when I go and you know want to show somebody the Life Day song, which is horrible because it's like this uh, non-religious version of, of of Christmas, basically, is what Life Day is. Okay. Um, but it's set to like the Star Wars theme. They just added lyrics really? to it. It's so bad. Oh my goodness. And you know, to be fair, Carrie Fisher has a decent voice, but damn, <laughs> it's so bad. Cannot and like when she's singing it, they'll they'll pan over and it's Peter Mayhew, you know, as yeah. as Chewbacca, but he's just like, <laughs> and he doesn't move, you know, and then the camera just stays on him like way too long. Is it <laughs> mouth open? <laughs> it's so bad. That is a, a dark day in Star Wars history. It makes you just think like, man, let's just get some cameras and just do some crazy shit. If they could put that out, like, yeah, we can come up with some crazy shit and put it out there. Yeah. I think they were just banking on like anything Star Wars oh, yeah. right yeah. now is going mean, to sell. Like, so we'll just put the quickest thing we can do. We'll get it on camera and just put it out. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. that was like the Christmas after Star Wars blew up. You know, I mean, it. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was, it was pre A New Hope. I mean, it was just Star Wars. It so, was, yeah. It was before A New Hope? Oh, okay. It, it, I get what you're saying. Before it was actually called, called A, New, a Hope. New Hope. Okay. Yeah. I was like, man, I had it all wrong. <laughs> no. Oh, my. No, the that, that would based the on the. Movie. Yeah, I was going to say, Nobody like, how, how did it survive then? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's all, also obvious that, like, when you look at Harrison Ford, the the makeup guys were going towards him and you can just see him going get the fuck away from me <laughs> yeah <laughs> he seems like that type of dude oh she just yeah luke's god wow that's a lot of makeup all right i'm gonna i'm gonna pivot do. i'm gonna pivot on mark <clears throat> hamill right now did you guys see that he is going to co-star with burt kreischer, burt kreischer in the machine yeah movie yes i did there's a machine movie yeah with mark hamill oh my god yeah, yeah. mark hamill plays his dad i think fucking take my money i think they're filming right now they are burt has missed like a bunch of the podcasts right so oh, wow. and they're filming the uh, in somewhere exotic I yeah forget. so trebinsk 
Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem like it was like in Russia, but it was. Isn't that where the machine story happened? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember now, but yeah, yeah I can't remember either. They're definitely wow. not in L.A. filming right now. It's <laughs> it's somewhere crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> like I listened to to um, their Two Bears One Cave mm-hmm. um, podcast, and he kept saying, "I'm I'm going to rehab." When I'm when I'm over away at rehab, do this, do that, and then I was like, "What the hell is he doing? He's not going to rehab." Yeah, I listened to a podcast with Tom, and he was like, he was saying how proud he is of his friend, but he was like, "Damn it, the next ten years of our life are is going to be Bert just bragging about being a movie star, <laughs> and like he's he's not going to shut up about like all the cool people he met, and it's really funny." <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, that'll be cool. No, I hadn't and, heard anything about it. And Tom said Tom said they're making a deal with them where after this movie comes out, they're never going to mention Machine again. Like yeah, he doesn't get to like, tell the Machine yeah, story it's been, anymore. <laughs> it's been beat into the ground for so many years that they're just done. Right. So. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, that that's peaking. Yeah, that's it. If you make it. a movie about yep. a bit, you can't do that bit anymore. No, I yep. know. You just like, yeah, go watch done. the movie. Yeah. Yeah, please. That's, yeah. that's how I get paid now. Go, mm-hmm. go watch the movie. Yeah. Is there anything um, you guys are into, like podcasts, uh, um, music, other other media that's just like kind of grabbing your attention right now that we need to know about? Oh, uh, I've I've kind of just been uh, hoping for live music to come back, but. Um, have you guys been catching any like live streams or anything for any of your bands that you listen to um you know the 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 only one that i set all the way through um was last year and i think i shared it with you uh was like early on when they were first starting to do or or, uh, live streams and it was um code orange Oh uh, yeah, they just set the fucking bar for me. I See, I couldn't I I yeah I couldn't watch anybody else because they gave it 150 percent and there was zero people in the room. You know, yeah. I mean, it was just wow. They they have to be one of the hardest working bands that's around right now. Fucking I feel crazy, like, man. and every, they're constantly just turning stuff out, and it's yeah. like it's different than what they did a month before and it's really creative and Mm -hmm. their videos are always like, they don't rehash the same stuff. It's yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't always like what, what their songs are. That's how I am. But, but I respect the shit out of them and and, and watching them changes everything. Yeah. You know, I think, I think being physically in the room for one of their sets would be fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think I'd love everything they did just because you watched it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live experience changes a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of bands that I have more respect for because I saw them live. Definitely. You know, that I never would have paid to go see, but it was like, you know, it was like OzFest one year or Rockfest in KC. And, you know, you just yeah. take whoever's in the lineup That's, or Rocklahoma or. Yeah. We were, we were talking about yeah. that the other day, like how many cool bands we've seen just because we went to see the headliner. And like some of them are my favorite bands now. Yeah. Just yeah. I, I just just. Uh, I guess that's the idea of why. Yeah. That's why, why you, you have openers. Open yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, just off the top of my head, Papa Roach. That's an incredible live band. 
Really? Um, yeah. I really enjoy them. Yeah. And see, I've never been a big fan. Of course, I knew most of their songs because they're on the radio all yeah. the time, you know, but but they were spot on live and they were high energy and stuff like that. Um, pretty Reckless at Rocklahoma. Um, man, they were fucking, fucking awesome. I mean, they, she made me a fan then. And uh, who else? Oh, uh, oh, dang it. What's the the band the drummer she did a side project ledger um oh jen ledger skillet 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 yeah. okay uh, yeah i still I'm, I'm still not running out to listen to their music but they did a great live show uh i remember the the that first year we went to rocklahoma mm-hmm. um the headliner that night was was def leppard they fucking they still got it dude yeah <laughs> they still got it they're yeah. a good band yeah they still got it. He still got his voice. I mean, you know, earlier in the in the day, we had to set through Slaughter, and he doesn't. Uh, he does for a lot of the songs. It's it's funny. Um, we were just talking about that not too long ago too. But like yep. Fly Like an Angel, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, that's <sighs> and and by God, I can say he did because I saw them when they were opening act for fucking Kiss. You know, whoa, that's brand cool. new. Uh, up all night was the first single off that that record that blew him up and it was yeah. on the radio at that time and yeah he could sing back then and that was that was awesome but uh it was them faster pussycat and kiss and that was during the hot in the shade er- era so no makeup mm-hmm. but i was there for faster pussycat faster pussycat was awesome yeah i never got in they were just one of the bands i never got into for whatever just, reason they were yeah. absolute trash and it's wonderful. <laughs> I, I actually got to see them. Uh, they played. Uh, they opened up with uh, Firehouse. It was when I went to go film with yeah. Winger in oh, Houston. Fire. I got to see him. You, you filmed with Winger? Yeah. Well, really? I Dude, attempted you, to film. You have to tell uh, the story. <laughs> please. Oh, yeah, yes. please. Okay. So um, I'm a big Winger fan. Like, listen to all their stuff. Just You saw them in Coffeeville, right? No, I didn't get to see them in Coffeeville. Oh. But I've heard about it. (laughs) It was great. But uh, so I've been trying to see him. I I saw Kip at Rocklahoma, talked to him a few times, and then uh, got to see him in Wichita. And we drove to New Mexico. We drove to to New Mexico to see see them in Warrant and a huge show. I I loved Warrant when I was a kid, man. I I freaking loved those guys. Yeah, me too. All right. Anyways, that's a sad sad tale. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh we drove to New Mexico to see him for that show and it was like the twenty fifth anniversary. They're gonna do a DVD recording and I was like, I'm gonna be there front row. Like I gotta see this. There were people with signs saying like we came from like Korea, like wow. yeah. there were oh, people from man. all over the world and they ended up never releasing it, never doing anything with it. Mm. They scrapped it. And I was trying to get in contact with the media people. Like, can I at least get some of the footage of like a crowd shot of me in the crowd, you know, like something so I could, you know, tell a story about this. And, uh, the guy was like, yeah, man, no problem. I'll I'll look at the footage and I'll get you something. And then never got anything. Send another email. Sorry, man, I broke my back. And then like six months later, I'm like, okay, is this going to happen or not? Never got the footage. Hmm. So I wanted to redeem myself and, you know, try to, uh, get footage with them and um i've been at that point i've been trying with different bands to film with them you know just get clips here and there and uh i reached out to them they're like yeah you can film that's fine 
it's like all right cool so i drove to houston and the day of the show i was sending messages back and forth to make sure i was on the list and everything they're like yeah you're good for photos i was like well i was supposed to be doing video and they're like nope just photos i was like all right well at least i brought my you know camera for photos and so i'll do that and driving through houston traffic trying to get to the show and they sent me a message and said yeah video is fine I was like all right cool so i'm pumped right. up i get there they tell me i'm not on the list <laughs> and so i'm just like all right like i'll show you the email i'm showing them the emails and they keep telling me the manager's busy so he doesn't have time to get to me and then yeah. finally they give me a, a a pass and it's all access i'm like all right cool here we go and uh firehouse opened up so i got to film like a few clips of them and that was awesome and then uh i set some stuff up and then uh for the winger show i was able to set up gopros on rod's drums and i was like man this can be awesome I was, yeah like, really pumped up and uh they started the show and uh they're playing and kip kind of looks over and sees my big camera and like looks confused and was like all right what's going on here and i'm taking a few pictures here and there and then uh they were playing i think it was headed for a heartbreak and reb was getting ready to bust in the solo and he just kind of like looked at me funny and then just like told me to get out so i'm sitting there like this is my moment like i'm oh. gonna get a badass shot here and then he's just like get out of here so i pull over to the side and he like later on he was like what are you doing what are you filming this for and i was like i was just getting clips for you guys like i was just gonna give you the footage like I, yeah you know i just want to get some cool shots and he was like what are you gonna put on youtube and it was just kind of a dickhead to me and Ugh so that like broke my heart (laughs) and uh i was it's it's a different different world for them yeah you know that's what that's what the problem i think is and and i'm sure a lot of that was just miscommunication yeah sure yeah um and yeah after the show i was gonna i was trying to find him so i could apologize and just say like like man i wasn't trying to put you guys in a bad light or anything like that and uh he he took off but rod the drummer i was able to talk to him and he was super nice and he was just like thank you for coming like i appreciate you doing this and everything and i was just i was bummed out i was like ready to go home and as i was driving home i got an email and it was actually from kit and he was like hey man like i didn't you know he was like i was cool with you filming i just thought you were kind of in a weird spot to film because i was right up front and i should have been back but um yeah, just emails went back and forth, but still, it was just like, man, still, sh- though, yeah, Kip Wingers emailing you, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, that, that's that's that's, that, awesome. that's really yeah. cool, yeah. but uh, yeah, I wanted to redeem myself after that too, but it's like, you know what, like, yeah. I had that experience, at least I know now to, <laughs> yeah, I, send more emails. <laughs> I, I, I think they were uh, definitely an underrated band. They were yeah. an extremely talented band. Yeah, um, you know, he's uh, Kip's. Uh, uh, an accomplished ballet dancer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he yep. used to play bass for Alice Cooper. Yeah. Before. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's so if like if you know what you're hearing, there's so many cool things in their music. Like yeah. they do like modulation stuff. Like they'll move they'll move like the downbeat around to different spots. Oh, and, their drummer is amazing. Yeah, Rod, he's, he's amazing. Yep. And he's super nice. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and that's it. You know, I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of a product of their time, you know, had it yeah. been 
five, ten years earlier, they may have sounded more like fucking Kansas or Rush. Yeah, they would have. But they, they gravitated to what was popular at that yeah. time, and and that's how they got their success. Yeah. But that doesn't take anything away from the talent that they all had. Right, I remember right. the thing about Coffeeville was is that Red Beach did like a 15-minute guitar solo. And it it was it was first time I ever saw uh, multi string multi finger tapping. You know, yeah. I, I'd seen the the Eddie Van Halen you know stuff, but this you know he was tapping chords type shit. And right. I was like, oh. oh my god! That didn't make me go home and practice any, but <laughs> yeah, I did think it was fucking awesome. Yeah, and, I have. And a, they put on a great show. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with him now, just because he. He fucking was mean to Alec, but <laughs> I still, and he, he plays with White Snake now, and White Snake's one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, but they're so. all assholes. Are they? I, I think so. Damn it. Well, I mean, why do you think, well, okay, no, Coverdale Tommy Aldridge is the ultimate it. asshole. Really? Well, uh, why are there so many different members? Uh, because they can't handle his brilliance. Is what it his is. brilliance. <laughs> I think that's what it is. He's an apologist. For <laughs> the Tommy Aldridge oh, great. is one of my favorite, like favorite musicians of all time. If he's an asshole, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. But I've watched a ton of interviews with him and he seems like the sweetest guy ever. Yeah. So I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. He's got to be. I, you know, David Coverdale may not be an asshole to other people, you know, but mm. there's got to be something for him to be changing out guitar players left and right. Granted, yeah. the guitar players could be assholes, you know. I'll never forget Reb. that stint. But Reb's <laughs> the one that sticks her. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that stint Steve I had with White Snake. I was like, this is the weirdest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, Steve I, it seems like the weird, Steve I weird. is an amazing guitar player, but he cannot do a band thing. Uh, he can't. I mean, he'll do an album and then he like disappears. I, the only long run, long term gig he had was uh, Frank Zappa, and you know, I think that's kind of wary. Yeah, dude, that because that's a weird dude too. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, and and God. I would think that shit's so out there that would be a challenge to the most accomplished musician. To, Definitely. You know, I've, I've listened to some interviews of like, um, Bozio when he joined Zappa and he was talking about the shit that he had to do. Like they would give him like eight hours to learn like 40 songs. Oh and my God. He would. And I guess Zappa would go off on people if they messed up like a single note. And that just sat, that doesn't sound fun at no, all no no I, I respect the like the ability to play all that but it just does not sound fun no i know i i think zappa was and he's a he's one of my you know uh you know music gods yeah but i mean I, I think he was a composer kind of with a rock star facade i mean he was yeah. like yeah i'm writing this shit out you're gonna play my parts exactly like i wrote them yeah, because this is the composition, you know, and yeah, it just exacting to the detail. Yeah, which is why yep. the music's great, but at the same time, yeah. like you said, it's pro it's a job. It's probably not fun. Yeah, it's but so so many. He he discovered a lot of great musicians though. Yeah, that yeah. have gone on like uh, uh, King Crimson guitar player. 
um Brian or uh, uh, Blue, Adrian Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like amazing dude. I you know, I haven't I haven't ever done a deep dive on it, but I swear to God, Trent Reznor is related to him somewhere, somehow. Could be. Oh, just looking at him. Yeah. You watched the video to a perfect drug? Yeah. 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 He looks that's like a Frank cool Zappa. Video. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a long haired Frank Zappa. Dude, before, hey, long mm. straight haired Frank Zappa. Before I forget, like music I've been listening to, um, Trent Reznor was in this like super like new wave poppy band just for like a really I think he was more just like filling in to help them play he played keyboards. How to and destroy angels or no, that's a it's, project he has with his wife. Yeah, uh, tapeworm. It's it's called Slam Bamboo. Slam uh, Bamboo. And f- okay. as far as I can find, they just had one EP. It's yeah. like five songs, but what was the I name love of it. Like I've discovered that maybe like six months ago. Right on. And What's I discovered it through Trent, but I don't think he. I think he kind of just played the parts. And, yeah. But yeah it's what awesome the, what was the name of the new cool. wave band that he was in before he started nine inch nails slam bamboo what was that it i think so i think that's what yeah, yeah i don't know that name didn't sound familiar to me but it sure might be it's they have just like a couple like performances online and a, i think there's like four or five but two of them are from some local talk show <laughs> and yeah, I bet that's it then. they're like they're lip syncing it's and it's not it's not good like it's obvious that there's just like a tape player playing but they're all like super new wave like bright colors and he's in the back just like hitting the keyboard dressed all in black yeah yeah i think i think you're right i think that's it yeah Yeah. but that that ep is awesome huh check it out that's freaking cool i didn't know that existed yeah um I, I nowadays it seems like I like uh the scores that he and Atticus Ross create for movies more than I like the Nine Inch Nails stuff. That's kinda that's probably how I am too. I'll watch the live they have a bunch of like good live nine inch nails on YouTube and I'll kinda like skip around. They'll it'll be like mm-hmm. a two hour show and I'll I'll listen to like two songs and then skip a couple and I never really I can't listen to all of them, I guess. The good thing about the live stuff is it's so much more visceral, you know, and it's dirtier and it's just, you know, there's more guitars where on like the newer album stuff is is synth stuff, but they kind of for live version, you know, throw a guitar on there or or different Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Their their live drummer is, I'll say it a thousand times, but he's one of my favorite drummers. (laughs) His name's uh, Elon Rubin. I always have to think how to say his first name, but he's played for a ton of different bands. He played for Lost Prophets before that singer went to prison for a very long time, and <laughs> he, he played for like a few well-known bands. I think he started playing with Nine Inch Nails when he was like seventeen, or he wow. was like he was full-time touring when he was thirteen, I think, with Lost with Lost oh Prophets. My God. Holy shit! So. Yeah, he's a good one that dude's to like. Seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna have PTSD in his older. <laughs> he seems pretty stable. I don't know. <laughs> Must have just got out in time and doing all right. I really, I, I've had a hard time getting into anything Nine Inch Nails past with teeth, um, and then with teeth was kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, it, it it's hard to hard to top, you know, when you make the greatest album ever you know, on your second full length album, you know, 
downward spiral. That's my favorite. Yeah. I think the fragile yeah. is close second. It is. It is. And with teeth has a lot of good stuff on it. But I don't it, like it with teeth. I like the one after with teeth more than I like that one. Which one was that one? Uh, God, and see, I can't right? remember the yeah. name of it, but I can't. it's the one with the hand reaching down from like the hand of God reaching down. Yeah. I don't think I ever bought it. I just listened to a few it's songs the, here and there. I don't know. The The more the heroin got away from his system, the, the weaker his stuff got. I don't know, man. Go t- <laughs> I'll need to look up the name of that album. But There are merits to heroin. The one after with but teeth. Probably you best should, to you stay should revisit it. that. It's pretty fucking cool. It's trippy. <laughs> I, I've already made, made this pact with Brooke. I don't know if she'll follow through with it. But if I ever get to that point where we know I'm going to die, you know, there's, you know, it's, I want heroin. I don't want it now. I don't ever want to take the chance of getting hooked on it, but right. for all these people to get hooked on it and die from it, it must be fucking good. So if I'm about to die and you know, we know a terminal, whatever, I want fucking heroin. I get there's nothing wrong. Might as well live it up. Yeah. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You need to write as soon as you do it, just start writing right. and see yeah. what comes out. Make sure you record it. <laughs> right. It'll probably be like, this is the final episode of Off the Edge Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. I mean, there's entirely too many horror stories from people that I admire and, you know, have looked up to growing up, especially musicians. But yep. that's not something I want to do, but apparently there is something to it. So. If I know I'm on my way out, then fuck yeah. All the rules are out the door. Yeah. I get that. So, Alec, all right, you you got to... Yeah, all right, you're doing the, the Supercross thing. Yep. Um, You got to do some filming or some taping with, with Winger. What what other stories are we missing here, man? Um. Yeah, any other any other bands you got up close and personal with? I was uh well I was traveling like working for Racer T V and uh I came I'm a big fan of Alien Ant Farm. And yeah, right uh, on. so I got a chance to film with them and it was kind of the same thing. Like I emailed them asking if I could get uh, a media pass and they said sure. So I drove to Texas again and I get there and same thing, like the venues, like you're not on the list. It's like, ah, crap. And it's like, I just drove all this way. And uh, the guitarist actually came out and I was like, hey, man, like I emailed you guys to see if I could film with you. And somebody said yes. And like, here's the email. And he's like, nah, we're not doing interviews today. And mm. it's like, all right. And uh, he came back out and was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and do an interview real quick. So, um, Sorry. <laughs> That's good. But uh with Got This Media, I like to do videos and uh basically just like try to show people that like if you set your mind to doing something you can chase after you know, if you chase after your dreams, good things can happen. Yeah. And uh so I wanted to talk to him about that and uh I got to interview him about like how they got started and stuff like that and um you know what are like some goals that he has and you know what he wants to accomplish and everything and 
Uh, so it was kind of cool because I got to talk to him quite a bit before we started. They were doing like a sound check. And so uh, before I started doing my interview, I got to talk to him for quite a while and uh, did an interview and everything. And I was like, man, is it okay if I film, like get some shots of you guys playing and stuff? And he was like, yeah, that's that's fine. And uh, so I got to film that show and everybody was really cool about that. And then uh, after that, we just kind of stayed in touch. But uh so like when I was going to the races to film and stuff, I'd find a few shows that they had along the way, like that I was traveling to, mm-hmm. uh, had a gig in Georgia and they just happened to be playing along the way. And I sent them a message and they're like, yeah, man, like anytime you want to come to a show, you're good. And that's awesome. So, it, I mean, for a band like that, I mean, they're not as popular as they used to be, of course, but you know, it's, I really love their music and I'm able to shoot them a message and they're like yeah anytime you want to come just just let us know we'll put you on the list so that um, kicks ass so there's there's i mean i kind of got on a streak where i was just like trying to pick out any band like after i had some success with them i was like yeah i'm gonna email every band that i like and just see you know who says yes and who says no and Mm -hmm. so did you film with non-point uh i didn't film with non-point but um i got to go to their show and hang out with them uh on the tour bus and stuff like that and um hopefully when they start touring again i'll be able to actually film with them and do some stuff they have a they have a video person that uh travels with them and uh she does really good work and i've been trying to get in touch with her again to you know do something there so well cool Mm. fozzy was another one yeah fozzy was another one i sent an email because i'm you know we're big pro wrestling fans and yeah i was like i'd love to you know interview chris jericho about his band and you know just talk about all kinds of stuff he'd be a good person to talk to about you know trying to make an impact and chasing after dreams and stuff mm-hmm. and uh so that was another thing where i sent an email they said it's fine and so uh, they were actually playing in joplin and so i drove to joplin and i'm getting ready for the interview and a manager sends me a message and is like you have an interview with rich at this time i'm like rich that's i had an interview with chris jericho they're like no you're getting an interview with rich so i had all my questions and everything kind of lined out for yeah lined out for chris and uh they switched it up and so i got to do an interview on their tour bus with uh, rich ward and he's actually a really nice guy and i had a good time with him but uh it was just kind of one of those things where like I was set up ready to go and then they yeah. threw that at me and I'm like, Oh kind crap. Of a bait and switch yeah. all, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have any questions for him. I was just like, Oh, so you play guitar. Yeah. Cool. Hey, how many strings is <laughs> yeah, your guitar? Yeah. <laughs> but this is hey, that's a pretty well. question nowadays. <laughs> it is. You know, yeah. Do you have six? Do you have 10? Yeah. You know what? It's not a given. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, 24. Yeah. There was, uh, one of the Rock Loma years, um, Meatball from T95 out of Wichita was interviewing Chris Jericho. and Which, yeah, I remember. Yeah, Watch, yeah. We watched the Fozzies set. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That year. Yeah. Um, and Chris Jericho tuned everybody out and never once looked over where pe- – and everybody was being respectful, you know, they were, but you know, they have radio row, right. Mm-hmm. And they're like firework booths, you know, 
So everybody's outside the window. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they're in there, and everybody's being respectful. And then as soon as they're done, you're like, hey, you know. And they just walked out. And I'm like, damn. Man. Yeah. And then they sounded like shit, but that's me personally. <laughs> yeah, he's not, I mean, he's not like a fantastic singer or anything like that. I don't, um, I'm not saying that. I just. That, well, I mean, they were very obviously using tracks. And. Only shitty bands use tracks. <laughs> well, obviously we do. Uh, <laughs> so, but it was like, if if you didn't have something to sing with, sing to, it it was bad. It was bad. Hmm. And and you know maybe you didn't have a good. I, you know I'm I'm a I'm a singer too. I'll you know I'll make all the excuses in the world for anybody. You know maybe you didn't have a good monitor mix. You know one of the things that I learned early on is you know. Oh, I can't hear myself. Well, that's fine. We'll just play. I can hear the music. I'll sing, you know. Yeah, if you can't hear yourself, you'll be flatter sharp. Uh, it's just I cannot it's a weird imagine. Thing. It's a yeah, weird thing. It's it's really hard if you can't hear it, yourself. It doesn't seem like it should, you know. You hear the I've, music, you know. I've but. had it when when we were when we did command, we'd uh play local shows and people that we know would be like, "Man, come let me sing this song." We do covers, you know. "Let me come up and sing this song." And they come up and be like, how do you guys do this? Yeah. Like, it's so different up here. You know, you can't hear the th- things at all the same. I'm like, yep. yeah, that's why we practice. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool when it's in your, when you're, it, when it's directly in your ears now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, makes it a lot easier. Uh, <clears throat> but um, who else do we see? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So Matt Circle was working for uh, 107.1 at the time, and he was going to interview Pretty Reckless afterwards, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, man, you got to ask her to sing, um, what is it, Where Are You Christmas, you know, from the Grinch, because she's Cindy Lou. That's her, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what? I'm going to have to explain it all to him. He's like, oh, my God, yeah. And then it was the guitar player and the bass player that showed up. You know, that was uh, like, uh, I thought you were going to say, like, he asked her and she got, like... She probably would have gotten pissed off. That's what I... <laughs> yeah. I always wonder about stuff like that, yeah. when she she wants you to focus on what she is now and not yeah. the right. childhood stuff. But It's funny. Brooke bought me their latest uh, album on vinyl. Oh, cool. And it's really, it's really good. Um, <laughs> but the album is her kind of... she She's nude on the cover, right? But she's laying over, to, you know, arm over... And, hip over and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You fold it open. She's like, <laughs> I was like, thanks, honey. <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's a good album. So Zach, that's what you need to do on the next Flosion album. Okay. On the inside cover, you guys just need to all be letting it hang out. You need to do, you need to oh, do a lot like, of work to do. I'll tell you that. You need to do like a <laughs> Romstein's first album. Yeah. Yeah. With the sunflowers in the background. Yeah. And everybody oiled up shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) We did. uh, Rumstein. It gives it a whole new meaning. That's, Uh, that sounded awesome. That's another band I like to watch live videos of. I don't know what's going on. You know what? I did get to see them live and it was amazing. It was amazing. Dude came out looking like one of the Borg from fucking Star Trek. Uh-huh. He had a metal coat on, and then all of a sudden, it, it was like pumped it, like that gas pumped into it, and it all just started flaming. 
You take that shit so off, cool. and then you start shooting a laser beam out of his eye. It was fucking crazy. Mm. <laughs> I loved it. Shooting flaming arrows out over the crowd. It was nuts. It's like metal meets EDM meets pyrotechnics. It's just yeah. awesome. I remember the first time I discovered Rammstein was in the movie Lost Highway. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. That, that pivotal scene, man, in the hallway, and there's like, it's supposed to be lightning, but it's just like freaking strobes and yeah. twisting the camera. Uh, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, this is the baddest <laughs> shit. And then they then it's Rammstein. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> And so I immediately went out and found them and got their album. So we would, I think, do Host was one of our wrestling themes for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that video. That video is like a is like a, a mini Tarantino movie. Yeah, you know? it is. It's yeah. great. I haven't seen that for. They've got great videos. They yeah, really do. It's freaking nuts, man. They're like the pinnacle of, I don't know, crazy stage fucking performance yeah um like they're the time that i saw him again it's like uh the the keyboard player was dressed like a a gimp Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the singer came up behind him and then whipped out like a fake penis and started slapping it on his butt you know and then it was like it was actually a hose and just started spraying the crowd Oh, man. I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, what was it last year or two years ago? They were in a they they were playing a show in a country that had that something something about um, gay marriage or something. It was illegal. It was something like that, and it was like the two guitar players made out on fucking stage just because of it. Yeah, and I was like, "That's fucking cool." Yeah, that's. Yeah. Fucking, that's that's fucking cool, you know. It's a big. That's that's rock and roll, man. Yeah. It's a big middle finger to the yeah. establishment, right? Um, speaking of crazy shows, I wish that I would have seen. I wish I would have seen Manson during Antichrist Superstar. Yeah, that would have been fucking. Yeah, awesome. that's when I was into him. That's kind of Same. the only time I've been. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was me too. That was. He's had a handful of singles since then that I've really liked, but from yeah, album the first two albums, you know. Those were both great. Your but, your dad introduced me to the first album. Yep. Like I thought Antichrist Superstar was the first. And then Alex's dad was like, no, I've got this. Yeah. Like, Here, listen like, to Cake and Sodomy. Yeah. It was <laughs> like it was Portrait funny. of American Family. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 The, the, the guy that introduced me to that, the first time he heard Cake and Sodomy, he thought that what he was saying was suffocate inside of me. And that always resonated in my head. And I actually wrote a song called Suffocate Inside Me because of that. You know, I thought yeah. that's such a fucking cool line, you know. <laughs> and it was all based off of cake and sodomy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, your dad had the ultimate C D collection. Oh yeah. It was like in a little wooden crate. And he showed me that in Slayer South of Heaven. He had like every Metallica album at that point. There's a bunch of good ones. Yeah. I still have that box somewhere, but a lot of his friends would borrow the CD and CD cases in there, but it's just empty. It's empty. Like, Man, come on. But uh, he That's was one of the, Spotify. He, he was one of those subscribers to the uh, so many CDs C- oh, for God, I got sent to yeah. collection Columbia, Columbia House. House. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you'd get like shit, you know, five shitty CDs and then you get a decent one out of the butt, out of the bunch and 
Well, would, you, you'd get a bundle of them, and at least one of them was John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. I think he had an exclusive deal with him to you know distribute his albums. It was like the it was like the U two of that time, where yeah. it's just automatically on your phone in the morning. Uh, I'll never forget that. That was yeah. that, what? I didn't want this. <laughs> yeah, I got. I listened to it. I did too. <laughs> it was yeah. all right. I signed up for one of those CD clubs when I was man, like probably ten years old. And I just went through and like the metal section yeah. and I just picked the coolest looking covers and I got like, yeah. I got like Sepultura oh, and nice. System of a Down and uh, like Typo Negative. Nice. Um, there's a bunch of them. And I miss the days of buying music based on the album cover. Me too, dude. Right. The band name. Yeah. Because yeah, if they had a cool band name, it could be yes. the gayest looking cover. You, you, that name's badass. You know? Yep. Yeah. They're they're just trying to mislead me with that cover, you know. Yep. Then, Two bands that, uh, I well one. Back it's been a while, but back I saw the cover of a God Lives Underwater album, and I didn't know who they were, or what they sounded like, or anything. I was just like, mm-hmm. that looks cool. <laughs> Let's try this. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. I yeah. like it. And then uh, here recently. Which I don't know. That is kind of like I, I describe. I kind of cracked up Daryl, our guitar player, because I described it as uh, "sad boy metal," <laughs> and he and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "All right, I kind of it's like I never heard that before, but I know what you mean. Like I like that stuff too." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's a band called Countless Skies, and hmm. just they had a beautiful album cover, just beautiful. I was like, "That looks." I don't know what these guys sound like, and I was, but yeah freaking dig it it's like hell yeah kind of like devin townsend ish oh cool yeah but but like devin townsend like with with an opeth kind of heaviness i don't know yeah but it's cool i think but sad boy yeah i I guess (laughs) throw in like like uh uh what's oh what's that band what's that band from austin texas there's only one. No, I'm just thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of a, a just a post rock band. It's just they've got some just clean post rocky kind of elements to their sad stuff boy too. shit. Sad boy shit. Sad boy shit. I like Man, it. I don't know. It, I it'll come to me. I anyway, think I got uh, I think I got Machine Head's first album based off of name and cover. Um, I got I know I got Corn's first album just based off of the the cover and the logo. I thought Corn was fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> but the you know logo was all creepy and shit, and it was creepy album cover. You know, was like, I I heard man. them on MTV. That's why why yeah. I bought that album. That's how I discovered Pantera. Um, Yo, was uh, actually it was Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's how I discovered Guar. Yeah, Beavis oh and yeah, yeah. Um, I think Beavis and Butthead was responsible for White Zombie too. I think so. Yeah, more the, human than human. No, no. I, I know that. I got into them the first album. So if it wasn't that, then it was like a Guitar World article. You know, where they do the article and then they Dude. got some of the pictures and they're all looking fucking weird. And mm-hmm. shit. That too. Like, like yeah. those, those, like Hit Parader. Hit Parader. And, yeah, like I miss Metal those. Edge. That Metal was, Edge, yeah. Yep. I just, I would go like the, what do they call it? Like Rockabilia. Yeah. They would have like the t-shirts and yeah. I'd just find like a cool looking t-shirt and just like try to find... Actually, you were, he would like, he had a computer like 15 years before I ever had one. So he would burn me like dream theater CDs and like cool stuff. 
So nice. Yeah, that was a huge help. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> snot. You guys like snot yep. at all? I never really got too into them. I, uh, did, that was one of those things. I read something about them in a magazine mm-hmm. and I saw them. This was 97. Then I saw them at OzFest that year. Oh, wow. And it was before anyone knew anything about them. And I was just like, fuck yeah. Like, I like this a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember reading about uh, Rage Against the Machine, the first album, and the way they described it. I felt like it was going to be like similar to Pantera, but rap. And so then I got the first album and listened to it. And the first time I listened to it, I couldn't stand it. Honestly, like, you know is- what? Now that I think about it, I got their first album based on the album cover off a CD fucking club like that. Yeah. And I and I got it and I didn't and I just kind of set it aside and didn't listen to it for a long time and I finally just like yeah let's give this a try I was like whoa yeah you know I that didn't kind of like blew it me away I didn't like it at all and then um, fucking Natural Born Killers came out and there's that pivotal scene towards the end where Mickey's telling the joke and right at the end of the the, the song starts it starts building. And then right at the dun, 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 he grabs the shotgun and hits the dude. And it's a bow, down, bow, down, down. I was like, oh, fuck. And then I found out, you know, it was Rage Against the Machine. So I revisited it. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. <laughs> you know, it's just that it's you have your expectations and then it right. doesn't meet them. Mm-hmm. And so then it, you kind of cast it off to the side until you were able to look at it from a fresh perspective. And it right. was simply a movie scene that changed it. I don't know. Um, I was the same way with Appetite for Destruction. Everybody was talking about Guns N' Roses. And I listened to it, and I absolutely fucking hated his voice. I just fucking hated it. And yeah. I don't know, somewhere along the way, you know, it flipped back around, and that's the best thing that they ever did was that fucking album. Yeah. And it literally, two days ago, I bought it on vinyl. So Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And, and I, I've talked about it several different times. I love listening to that album on headphones. Because the different things that that Izzy and Slash did guitar wise are are spread, you know, across the stereo field, and so you can hear, you know, I don't know who's who, you know, I could probably figure it out, but you know, it's like Slash is over here and Izzy, mm-hmm. and they're doing these complimentary things that are really really cool, hmm. and it's just it's just a good album. But then you know, Axel got pretentious and just fucking got orchestras involved and it's like the fucking scene in dewey cox you know where he's got the chickens in there and it's, <laughs> yeah. no do it again do it again we need a didgeridoo yeah. <laughs> i guess well, uh <clears throat> i heard someone talking about a conversation that they had with slash and he said what really killed the band was when they got success and they got money that uh everyone was like no one really thought about that before. And then they were like, like Axel was like, all right, I'm moving to Malibu. And, and then like this guy's going like, Oh, I'm moving here. I'm, and then they all just like wanted to do their own thing kind of like yeah. on a personal level. And then it's like, well, where does that leave the band? If they're all spread out everywhere, and it's yeah. like just logistics became a mess trying to coordinate everything. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it, and you know, that's one of those things where, all that may have been completely different had it been, you know, 10, 15, 20 years 
right. you know, where we are now, uh, where you know you can be in different continents, yeah, and right. you can still still make something. I don't know. That's there's so many there's so many bands that like they just practice on their own, yeah, and they they get together like a couple of days before tour and play through the set, and then they go on tour. It's like that's probably unheard of back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they probably rent a rehearsal space for like six months to prep for a tour. Yeah, you know, and live in somebody's house or you know shack up in a hotel somewhere. Oh, it's a different world. I mean, all the 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 catch twenty two is all the available opportunities that 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 we now have accessible. You know, just everybody has that. So it's like. Yeah. It's trying to, to find that the shiniest needle in a needle stack. <laughs> right. That's true. There's it's so weird. It's almost there. like m- music and movies. It's it's almost like all of that is like a public good now, you know, yeah. because you can just download whatever you want, whenever you want, or stream it whenever you want. And it's like, yep. Yep. Um, back in the day, you just had to, had to wait. You, well, you had to wait. <laughs> you had to search through albums and i don't know you had to physically buy the thing so yeah it's like you i don't know but there you know there were those things like we said an album cover that would entice you you know it's how yeah do you, how do you discover it now your, Which, your I guess, daily mix i guess i'm saying know? it's like I mean, it, it's that's a great thing when you think of the consumer us as consumers of those products we get to enjoy all those things um but as creators that that's such a huge problem. It's like you can't yeah. really, it's hard to, it, it would be super hard to make that your 100% your career. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's always been hard. I'm not trying to say it wasn't no, hard for no. those people, but yeah. right. Um, unless you're a shiny needle, like spirit box is right now, they're a shiny fucking needle, <laughs> man. They, they just, they hit at the perfect time. And I think, had like the, I think COVID helped them. I think you know they yeah. were in the middle of a European tour and had to to pack up and come home and you know because of that we got we got uh at that point we got Holy Roller mm-hmm. and then Constance yep. and then they you know signed their deal and now they're putting an album together um I didn't know they signed anything I didn't know they yeah, were doing that yeah, yeah cool this I think this is the first single off this record that they're wow. putting together so get an actual record but you know would that have happened if they stayed overseas touring i mean yeah, never know yeah it's it's obvious that their um media presence is working for them um because like this song they debuted it a day early on um liquid metal the the circle with me mm-hmm. and liquid metal played it Every hour on the hour. That's I saw that. Damn. Yeah, that seems like it'd be such a bad idea for like. But I don't. Know. I don't. I I just wouldn't want somebody to get sick of hearing it and like just right. associate that with. Oh, that's that song I heard twenty times that one day. Yeah, but but if it's that one day, you know. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, I'm sure one of my songs. I'm sure they every hour on the hour. I'm sure they had a reasoning behind doing that. Like yeah. it, they they weren't just throwing it against the wall to see what's Well, stuck. They, they, right. they say it takes three times for it to be retained. You know, 
at hmm. least three times, and it would be three times from beginning to end for a person to retain it. You know, unless you're you're a fan or you're you're one of those special cases where there's something in it that just like, oh, hey, just grabs you. You know, if you're just a casual listener, it takes three times before yeah, it makes before sense. It sticks. But even if that first time and there's that thing, that thing that sticks out and grabs you, that's going to make you want to listen to listen it. Listen to so, it so the other three, you yeah, know, the other, two times. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And it, it was funny. It was um, with this one, uh, with Circle With Me, when it came out, I was like, yeah, this is a good song. You know, yeah, it's not incredible, but it's a good song. Until I listened to it again. And then I listen to it again and I pick out a little more every time. And like I told them at rehearsal the other night, I figured it out finally is that she has this grasp on like eighties, new wave melodies. And then their music is like heavy as fuck. And so those are like the two perfect things that I love. You that's, know? That's, I love, I love eighties, new wave and I love heavy as fuck. That's exactly <laughs> where I'm at right now. <laughs> right? You know, I'm yeah. telling you, man. Oh, I was been, like, this is perfect. The other day on the way home, I listened to Car Bomb, like half the way home, and then I listened to Oingo Boingo the yeah. rest of the way. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. there's probably nobody in the world right now that just like switched to that band from Car Bomb, but... I totally would. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right about where I'm at, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I listen to everything in between, but those are my two favorites, you know? Yeah. Heavy as shit and, and 80s pop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Throw in a throw in a dash of Motown and you've got me one over perfectly. Yeah. All right. Well, we have the formula. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let us create it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh Facebook uh flagged me for my Marvin Gaye tune. Um did you see the little still point visions uh promo I did? So I I, 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 oh, I didn't yeah, hear yeah. audio with it, I guess. Well, okay, you <laughs> muted it. You know, oh, where, all I, right. where I'm panning on the camera? Yeah. I even have Spotify open in the background showing that I'm playing it from Spotify and they're getting their royalty, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But it, it's like, let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they flagged me. But it's still on Instagram and Facebook owns Instagram. So go figure that shit that out. That stuff's so <laughs> weird. Didn't they? I think Alec filmed Galaxia playing at Niwala one year, and we played a Queensrÿche cover. And didn't YouTube take that down? Uh, I think yeah, they sent me a message or sent like a notification saying that it's not not allowed or whatever. Okay, yeah, but uh, I think it might still be up. I'm not sure, but they're just like notifying a, to let me know that I'm not using. I'm psyched with that because uh, like if we played it close enough for them yeah. for their like yeah, no, dude, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> That's that yeah. was awesome. That surprised cool. the crap out of me when Thank you guys you. pulled that out of your ass. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I've I've wanted to play a Queensryche song for so many years. And hell when, yeah. when they agreed to do it, I was like, hell yeah. Okay. And that, that, was, that, was that all your idea to do that? I, I think I brought up playing Queensryche and then we, um, there was a couple different songs and I was like, man, I, I just love Eyes of a Stranger. Mm-hmm. So. What's, what's cool about that song is it it's like when we... Uh, when we played with, uh, oh God, that band in Wichita that had the huge drum riser that took up half the stage. Yeah, I don't remember uh, anyway, the name of that band. But they they, they played uh, "Lay It Down" 
by Rat. You know, that's got yeah. that guitar cool. part, and Eyes of a Stranger's got that guitar part, and it's just, it's just that they both have that feeling. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite Rat song for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they they had the you know they had the tone perfect, yeah. and that guitar player's not even with them anymore. Ah. Uh. But they still got the huge drum oh, riser yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Not what well, I mean. It's his band. Oh, is it? okay. It's his band. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's impressive. It is. The kid is. The kid is. Yeah. It's yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> Math uh, throwing shade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Never play Wichita again. No. Um. Shit, what were we talking about before we got onto that topic? Oh no, I was thinking of a different band. I know what to- I know what band you're talking about now. Right. right All right. Yeah. No. I I'll throw shade at them too. They were <laughs> they were kind of assholes. <laughs> Dude, that. All right. That sucks. Like, I I hate when a band is just like not. I feel like I'm just thankful to be there, having fun with my friends and playing right. music. Like when like some people just can't see that part of it and they just take it so seriously and yeah it, they want to be rock stars and they're yeah that's a that's not, a bummer and you, know what? you know what i can forgive some of that not if you're a fucking cover band oh do, okay do not play the fucking peacock if you're a fucking cover band you know uh, uh, that was an issue. like we came we we, we were opening and they they already had the entire stage. There was not like really any stage left no, for us. Backline back from hell. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and I've seen that like, before. I mean, they literally brought their. They come in early, bring their own drum riser. It, yeah, it so was we, something. I mean, we set Zach up on what was remaining of the stage, and then Quentin like and where I they, played on the floor. Yeah, yeah, we've done that too before. It's just yeah. there's nothing else to do. Right. I would rather play a kick and a snare and hi hat than play a kit like that. Just yeah. I can't. Yours is like the perfect size. Do you think like, so? I think so. It doesn't well, take it up. It wouldn't be a ton if he had room, to but... assemble it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I get that. If if we can get this in two pieces, meaning the kick, and then the everything. Yeah, else. the kick and the snare yeah. is loose, and then. Oh. Then 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 we'll be good. Yep. Right. That's the plan. Fortunately the test run we're opening so we'll get there early and oh yeah yeah i like doing that i do too i like playing first i do too just <laughs> i like middle but you know that's that's just for traffic you know no yeah. it's, it's the best traffic in the it's middle. better it's better um, to play that i do like having the extra time yeah it's yeah. nice to be able to take your time to set up and get a good sound check and then kick back and enjoy all the other bands that are going to play. That's what I like doing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But of course, you know, at the same time, you know, we've been kind of cracking the whip since last year about setup time. So it's like, yeah. even if we open, it still should only be 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should still not lollygag. The best, the best we've done and we haven't done it with lights, but the best we've done is 12 minutes. Oh, dude, that's, that's going to be, pretty good for a lot of places yeah i think yeah. so that's, that's the game there there was a place in uh we used to play in joplin it's called the solace yeah and they would i think what it was like josh uh 
Josh Evans was like kind of the, he was the, it was a church too. And he was the pastor and he's such a cool dude. He would like the first few times we played, I don't know if he was just trying to like scare us or something, but he would, he would kind of like try to intimidate us and he would go up like to shake his hand and he'd just like pull his hand back and walk away. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But then like, it was almost like we had to prove ourselves to him. And then he was the nicest dude ever. Weird. (laughs) He would, he would give you seven minutes. You had seven minutes between each band. Damn. So like, wow, it was insane, but it like trained us to, to do it quicker. Like it, it worked, but yeah, we would like, you'd grab something with one hand and you'd help somebody with the next hand and you'd just, form a train going off the stage and mm-hmm. but yeah i never forgot that because he he would say like seven minutes that's all you have i was like holy shit okay we'll figure it out well we inadvertently discovered um because we we set up a camera and and recorded a whole day and and we yeah i wasn't looking at at the time but brooke had mentioned you know the next day that you guys took a long time and i'm like really uh, and so, you know, I pulled up the footage and, and the band before us, they kind of drug their feet getting shit off, but whatever, you know, I timed us from the time that we, which Zach had built his, his rack off stage, mm-hmm. And we, that was the first thing we put on stage once everything was off. So I timed from that point to the time that we started playing. Um, and maybe even sound checking. I don't know. But it was like thirty minutes, and I was like, "No, nah, that's that's I cut it that's, out. Yeah, that's that's that, terrible." That was and insane. It, you know, it, ultimately, we've got we've got Quentin's rig. That's like boom. You know, his is set up in a heartbeat. So yeah. I mean, it was really just Daryl and I just being casual. You know, uh, and, and and the atmosphere at that show was pretty fucking casual. I mean, it, nothing was a big deal until I watched it. I'm like, "Yeah, no, that that doesn't work." And yeah. so it was literally the next show we did that was 12 fucking minutes. Hell yeah. So. A lot of fire under your ass a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, it just uh, to do that, just it's like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's get, like it's, you get lost in the moment and you don't realize that right. you're dragging your ass and, and you're, you're chatting. And you with think, other like, man, it's uh, disrespectful to the crowd that's waiting to hear music, you know, to a degree. And yeah. I mean, 15 minutes is is a good length because that gives uh, the smokers plenty of time to go outside because everybody has to go outside now. Yeah. You know? Um, That's true. That's true. But, yeah, it it definitely was eye-opening. If you don't give them that 15 minutes, then they're going to choose the the ballad or the the slow song, you know, the down song to go. Oh, they're they're going to stay out there and finish their cigarette before they come back in. Yeah. You know, so I mean, at the same time, you don't want to get done too quick. Yeah, so that's why you you make uh, sound check interesting. So they're like, oh, you know, get rid of it, and get back in there. Yeah. You know what is the uh, really shiny needle? Flosion. That's true. It, is Flosion yeah. doing anything? Um, I'm waiting for that record, dude. We. <laughs> we want to really bad we actually um i've recorded drums um a couple times at zombie life in joplin with jared Mm -hmm. naff yeah and we were 
we were wanting to go there and record like three songs and have like have a five song EP and just have like a song and then kind of an interlude thing and then a song and then another interlude. And uh, Jared Jared Chastain, our guitar player, was talking to him and he's not doing recording anymore at all. He's really? just doing like mixing oh. and mastering, I guess. Which I hope that's he wants that to be public. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, so we have to. We kind of had like he's such a good dude, and I kind of had my heart set on going there, but so we'll have to figure out somewhere to go. But yeah, we have a. I mean, you might be able to talk into talk talk a guy into uh, renting out his electronic kit that you could you know track and then Jared could mix. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you totally could, but I mean, your kit sounds so, you got it sounding so good. Uh, I, I would think that you'd want. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure something out because I've I want to just get something that I want to get something that we can like just put out and yeah, not do like a tour or anything, but I I want like a and product sounds like a bad word, but I want just something to like show people like this is what we can do, right. I think you guys need that. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think that people need to be able to put it in their ear holes. Cool. I I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> we have like if you put all of all of our like not even counting just like little riffs and stuff, like we probably have like 30 songs but just now there's like enough of them that we'll we'll try to get together and like pick out what we want to learn and it's just so overwhelming that <laughs> like well that one is like two-thirds cool but it's got that one weird part so we should we switch that part out and then it's like no let's just go to the next one and then that one gets forgotten and yeah so it's a lot of that sound but. like caddy wampus you know they're, they're both going to release double albums for their first album right yeah. <laughs> yeah they're they are an awesome band yeah i think that there's uh cool things in the work with those guys i just uh, talked to John Hamlin a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. We got to hear a couple of the the recorded tracks too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I don't want to give away anything with them, but um, I think there's yeah I think we're gonna be hearing more from uh from those guys cool. here pretty quick. So I'll have to have them back on here too to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Um, we should probably have a Niwala episode since it's coming back. Yeah. Are you uh, running the stage and stuff this year? Yeah. Um, I think so far, yeah, we got, we got room for more people so far. I think it's me and John Hamlin and I think my dad's back in this year. Okay. So yeah, got a, quite a few like people already sending in like applications to play and stuff. People I've never heard of. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's cool that people are ready to play again. Yeah. Now, Alec, are you going to be? Uh, uh, I think I might actually. I think I might actually be home for that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I always film when I'm there, but it's just I never get the time to edit anything or you know do anything with it. So, uh, that's one issue it, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it makes a huge difference if you get paid for it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I've got a hard drive full of stuff that I didn't get paid for. Yeah, I just haven't got through. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. I never knew. I, I never knew exactly at what capacity 
um, you were involved with the Neil Wallet thing, but I know, like, any time I go to the bandstand, you're there. Yeah. You, you know, heavily involved, and I, yeah. Yeah, and I probably have a ton of clips of you guys that I've never even shown you, so that's... <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> which right. I, Matt, Matt's always Matt's always been filming it, too, so, I mean, but, yeah, it's... I feel bad because I'm always at the shows and I love, you know, using my camera for that stuff. But mm-hmm. then it gets down to time to edit and stuff. And I'm like, I just, I guess maybe it. they need to pay. Oh, you. I understand. You know, yeah. And you know, all those bands will hit me up like, Hey, where's that footage? You yeah. know, 20 minutes after there, I left the go. show. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really guys? Yeah, like, you need, to, need to have some cards go, Hey, if you want that footage, here you go. Yep. Set a price and there you go. Yeah. That's Ooh. not a bad idea. Honestly. Yeah, just let them let them decide what they're going to do with it. Just yeah. provide the footage, or you know, give them a price for editing. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then at least you'll know what to spend your what to prioritize. Yep, spend yeah. your time on editing for sure. Yeah, that was that was one of the hardest hardest things that that I finally kind of figured out a formula for what I would charge, you know, for. For live events, for music videos, for different stuff like that, and kind of kind of broke it down so I kind of stick to that. I can still make specials and different stuff like that, but you know, I think once you figure that out and stick to it, you know, the thing is, is you know, I still have a day job, so yeah. I, d- I don't need to undercut this person just to get that job you know what i mean yeah. i mean uh, yeah. either pay me for what i'm worth or you know go to work There's, you know yeah i don't need the extra headache for a couple of dollars so. how what do you charge for pornographic films <laughs> i haven't said that yet um that's kind of a gray area got to work out that one with <laughs> wife you know I, it's a, it's a big budget industry um i'm thinking that uh you know Private home media could could be lucrative, especially in this area. It's the Bible Belt, so everybody wants discretion, but everybody wants it. <laughs> so, you know, don't think it hasn't crossed my mind. There's a reason it's the oldest profession. Hmm. All right. I'm not going to be in any of those movies, though, just so you know. <laughs> If you need any help, just like it'll cost you setting setting up. Just stuff. call Zach. <laughs> yeah, just call Zach Lom. <laughs> you you need me to hold those up for you? <laughs> <laughs> Say nobody oh. likes that view, man. Just just pull him up out of the frame. He'll just no, have a Star oh. Wars helmet on to mask <laughs> his identity. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got way too many tattoos. <laughs> oh, that's true. I don't think of that. We'll yeah. get you a, a green man suit so I can just kind of okay. green screen you out of it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I wonder how that would work if like you just had two people in green man suits like pretending to have sex and then you tried to like map their bodies. It would be weird. It would be super weird. <laughs> just like, there's got to be an example out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Green man porn. I bet it's there. <laughs> if you can think it, there's. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's there somewhere. Oh my god. Well, I don't know, man. The independent film experience. We could make it happen. <laughs> Independence cans to be the new. Uh, 
Independence, Kansas could be the new capital of the porn industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all thanks to Matt Austin. <laughs> Real <laughs> pioneer. I'll tell Brooke. I'll yeah, break yeah. the news to Brooke yeah, yeah, okay. for you. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a pariah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I don't know, guys. Um, is there anything that, that we haven't touched upon that maybe you want to let us know about, Alec? Um. Now shoot us some Not links to where we can find your stuff. Yeah. I I really need to update my website. Um it's just gotthismedia.com. It's G A U T T H I S media.com. Um Yeah, I have just some of my old uh year-end recap videos which those are the ones that kind of gain more following, but funny uh, wins, man. Yeah. It really does. We're going to try and do a stupid video next for the next music video so oh yeah and we'd love to have you guys be a part of it too yes yes yeah yeah that's awesome that's that's part of it we want to get uh local bands but you know they're a three-piece so we need a fourth member okay odds type of thing you know (laughs) gonna be a bowling tournament all right going for a lebowski kingpin slash you know oh hell yeah yeah. dude i made a king kingpin meme like 12 hours ago so Awesome. Well, all right. Uh, gotthismedia.com. Um, of course, you can find uh, Tracy and the tri- Time Travelers, as well as Flosion, on all the social media platforms. Yep. And Galaxia has <clears throat> a show. I don't think I don't think I'm supposed to say where it's at, but I think we're playing um, playing a pretty cool show in October, I believe. Oh, okay. So in the Tulsa area. Nice. So, All right. Well, is that, that is that happening again? Never mind. <laughs> Mum's word. <laughs> yeah. Mum's the word. But keep your eye out for Galaxia he too. Didn't say it. I said it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. That's exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's cool. Looking forward to like playing a metal show again. Yeah. That's haven't had that for a long time. So that'll that's, be if we play in October. That'll be two years since the last Galaxia show, I think. So it was Niwala before the Niwala that got canceled. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So really? It has been yeah, that long. Like two years. I know. I'm so. going with, through some Galaxia withdrawals and some Flosion withdrawals for sure. That's cool to hear. Um, it's a real thing. Now, uh, BJ keeps like putting little clips of him just working on things. Oh, uh, dude. I mean, he's constantly writing stuff. He's- constantly yeah he probably has albums and albums worth of stuff that no one's ever heard yeah oh for sure he's got just it's endless he uh i went and picked up alec from the airport last night and we stopped at mcallister's and what it just you could hear the door behind us like somebody come in and i just kind of saw like hands go up and i heard somebody and i think he said like give me all your money or I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) And I like, thank God. I just, I recognized his voice and then I kind of turned and saw Annie, his wife. But so me and Alec were kind of just like sitting there and the lady, the lady at the register was like, she thought something was really happening. She was about to like duck and like, 
press a panic button or something. <laughs> oh my and goodness. And she even commented, she was like, that didn't phase you guys at all. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've, I've talked to, to, to BJ a dozen times. I don't know. Something about him saying that just doesn't seem threatening. He, he said it like... The way he it, said it, it, it sounded it like somebody was like... like yeah. yeah. It wasn't like Samuel L. Jackson saying it or anything, <laughs> yeah. but it was like, but I could just tell it was him. So that's funny. it was pretty cool. Ran into him just randomly. That's awesome. Yeah. And McAllister's of all places. Yeah. Yep. That's what he was like. We haven't been here in four years. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was what you call kismet. Yeah. It's meant to be. Well, great guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Dude, thanks for having us. I appreciate your Thank time. Thank you guys. This and is everything fun. that you do. It's amazing. Yeah. And keep, keep updating while you're out on the road. It's it. We watch it. We all yeah. do. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. It's cool. I'm, I'm really trying to put out more content and stuff. It's, uh, with this job, they're pretty strict. You know, you can't film during the races sure. and stuff like that, sure. which I understand because it's live broadcast and everything. But the, out, uh, the outdoors a, are a little idea, better, I think. Idea yeah. for you. When you go back, go back, do do some like fucking road diaries. Yes. So like That's, in between, you know, I've been I've been carrying my GoPro with me and like trying yeah. to get as much footage as I can. And uh, yeah, I just got to figure out a way to put it together because with this job like this was pretty much my main goal like i wanted to get there like yeah. i was gonna do whatever it took to get there and so i've been filming since probably 2012 right like, trying to get to this spot and i've just been filming all this stuff have stacks of hard drives of stuff and i just want to put a movie together like you know to show the whole whole yeah. experience but you know, I can't just put together a four hour long movie. Nobody's going to watch that. You know, yeah. like these days it's, you know, tension spans pretty small. You make it a series. Do a series. That's, yeah. yeah series. I want to make it into a series and, uh, I just, I need to just make it happen. Cause it's, it's always been a goal of mine to make this a video series like this, but, yeah. uh, just a matter of doing it. Yeah. just got to do it. Yeah. So, okay, and that, that's, that's the key to everything. You just got to fucking do it. Build it and they will come. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Just do it. (laughs) Gotthismedia.com. Check it out. And we will see you guys next time on Off the Edge Podcast. See ya. See ya.